The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you in your own recovery. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. Today's episode is titled, I Choose Anonymity, and we are drawing from a daily reflection entry on anonymity of the same name. It reads, we are sure that humility expressed by anonymity is the greatest safeguard that Alcoholics Anonymous can ever have. And from the 12 and 12 on page 187, we read, since there are no rules in AA, I place myself where I want to be and I choose anonymity. I want my God to use me humbly as one of his tools in this program. Sacrifice is the art of giving of myself freely, allowing humility to replace my ego. With sobriety, I suppress that urge to cry out to the world, I'm a member of AA, and I experience inner joy and peace. I let people see the changes in me and hope they will ask what happened to me. I place the principles of spirituality ahead of judging, fault-finding, and criticism. I want love and caring in my group so I can grow. So we're going to just open it up to anonymity in general. Let's talk about anonymity. Wow. Okay, so we were discussing before the program that this concept is sort of... um... It's a challenging one, at least for me. Uh, I mean, on the surface level, obviously, anonymity is about, you know, not, um, not, what do you call it? Not um, identifying people, you know, not, not right. exposing, what am I trying to say? Not compromising other people's anonymity, not saying I saw so-and-so at an AA meeting or right. whatever. Um, very important concept uh, because it creates a, uh, a space of safety so that people, you know, can come in. And if, if people thought that, 
we were going to be saying, oh, I saw you at AA or mentioning it to someone or whatever, they wouldn't feel that safety. They wouldn't go. Right. So it's, it's the very basic, most basic, um, principle really of the whole 12 step program but we you know that's sort of obvious and we know that and so we were looking at the ways that this concept goes really quite a bit deeper mm-hmm. and um you know i don't know how many times in this little paragraph at least two or three times they mention the word humility and so i think that that's a good place for us to start that um that anonymity really is um, has underlying it the spiritual principle or concept of humility. It does, yeah. Yeah, and um, not a concept that we are naturally <laughs> inclined to. <laughs> right. Well, I think for, for those of us who have been around a little while, that initial concern, and I had it big time, and I'll share about that in a minute, that initial concern that I don't want anyone to know that I have this problem. I don't want anyone to know I'm here. Right. To me, that was like, that was entry-level anonymity. Right. And I appreciated it a great deal. Just yes. like you said, it creates safety. And yeah. I don't know that I would have had the courage to show up if I yeah. felt like the group was not going to hold me in sacred confidence, Yeah, basically. Yep. Yep. So that, and that, initial understanding that anonymity is all about people not knowing that I'm here. So that's where I began. But over time, you know, it evolved to, um, oh, right, after I woke up a little, oh, right, maybe you don't want other people knowing you're here either, you know, so stepping out of myself a little bit at first. And then the, the longer I've been around, the deeper and deeper it gets. And I want to share the 12th tradition, which addresses it directly, and we have in front of us a short form and a long form. I just want to share the short form now, because just the way that this is written tells me there is a lot more to this than I may have ever seen. So the 12th tradition reads, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And my own sort of personal shorthand for that and something that helps me stay on the path and helps me cultivate humility is this. It's this is not about me. Yeah. This is not about me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it just occurred to me like a really important part of anonymity um, is that when you walk into a 12-step meeting, you are no longer Reverend Vargas or Dr. Smith or, you know, Supreme Court Judge Jones, you know, because you might be known, you know, various people might be known, they might be leaders in the in the um, community, or, you know, have various roles of authority. Well, when we walk into a 12-step meeting, all of that is gone. And we are all equal. And I think that's really important. So you don't get to carry over your titles or your um, leadership roles into 12-step program. You know, you may be a doctor or a judge or a policeman or whatever you may be on the outside. But once you step into those rooms, you are just a person who is seeking relief from their addiction. So I think that's really important because it means that inside the rooms, we're all the same. 
And it's not about our individual, it's not about, because that's a big part of our problem, right? Is our over-identification with who we are and who we, you know, who we think we are and how important we think we are. I mean, that's all part of the ego aspect of our disease, right? Yes. And so um, that this principle of anonymity is that when we come into the rooms, we drop all of that and we get to be just one of the group. Now for, I mean, and you know, alcoholics, addicts of all sorts come in every size and shape, but it's not unusual for a large percentage of us to be people who are leaders in the um, community, right? It's a common thing, you know? And so I think that that's, that the people that started all of this and wrote all just brilliant in their forethought, you know, mm-hmm. because that um, over time, I mean, it could have become a thing. There could have been like a president of AA and, you know, like, you know what I mean? There could have become this whole hierarchy and people representing the organization and stuff. And they knew that that would ruin it. And so they established these principles of, that it's that it's um, principles before personalities and it's principles before titles or roles or jobs or any other aspect of our identity, you know. Um, and so I just think that's really important. We get to be just a person dealing with these issues rather than, um, you know, because it may be that the role that we carry in the community is a is is intertwined with our sickness, right? I think so. I mean, and, and I think that that's a really powerful part of all this. And um, you talked about how by adhering to this spiritual principle of anonymity, we're setting aside sort of worldly, it's like a hierarchy almost. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm an attorney, so I'm more important than someone else. Oh, but exactly. they're a surgeon, so they're more important than me. You know, you can see how that stuff would just get in the way. Yep. So all that needs to be left at the door so yep. that we can create an environment that has a unified focus on recovery. Yep. Because that, And that's the only way we're going to be able to build trust among ourselves and and trust and safety are absolutely essential conditions for any kind of spiritual growth and as we know and say all the time addiction recovery is spiritual growth absolutely that's that's what underpins um all of it you know and i've heard just by way of example i haven't had this experience but you know, if you go to a 12-step meeting in, say, Los Angeles, you may well see someone who is very famous. Yep. And you, it is no, has nothing to do with anything. They're just one of the bunch. That's a phrase yep. that I love in our program. Just one of the bunch. And it's such a relief also. Yep. It's like, oh, God, I can stop comparing and worrying and just be one of the bunch. It's a We're leveling the playing field. Yes, so. exactly. Everyone matters. Every voice matters. Anyone mm-hmm. could be the chair of the group, you know, on a mm-hmm. rotating mm-hmm. basis. And just because somebody was the chair of the group um, for one year or whatever doesn't mean that they're any more or less important than anybody else. That's right. just a way that they chose to serve. And I absolutely love that about it. So that, to me, one Uh, important aspect of anonymity is this um, leveling the playing field demonstrating you know that uh, we are all co-equal in God's eyes 
Yeah, I mean, if you just try to, I mean, run through scenarios in your mind really quickly of if they hadn't established this, you can quickly see how this organization would not have survived. Yeah, even the first decade. (laughs) Yeah, no, it it would have been co-opted by famous people or celebrities or what I mean, just would be a big mess. So we are very fortunate. These people really were inspired by the way that they designed this whole thing. So, and so when you come into the rooms and you don't, you know, I mean, if you're a big shot on the outside, that can be very humbling. You know, if you're an, I don't want to say a nobody, but you know what I'm saying? If you're not a big shot on the outside, then it can actually be a little, it could actually feel good that you get to be among peers. You get to be seen as being a peer to people who maybe on the outside wouldn't give you the time of day or you wouldn't even rub shoulders with right yeah i know what you're saying yeah i I can see that sure so it can be it's it's humbling it can be very humbling you don't get to bring your role and your power and your title into the meetings you don't you know you have to uh dig deep and find out who you are underneath all of that and then it becomes a really important part of your spiritual journey yeah it's foundational right yeah yeah, I, I remember, sh- I just want to say a few years ago, I remember we were doing a study on the Beatitudes uh-huh. um, at our church, and this was probably 10 or 15 years ago, and I swear almost every single one of them, like, ended up really being about humility. I agree completely. Yep. Like, just different ways of saying, be humble, Yeah. be meek, be, you know, don't be grandiose, don't be arrogant, don't be you know, just be humble. And uh, obviously, if, you know, Jesus had to come up with a whole bunch of different ways to essentially say the same thing, it's because it's not a concept that we grasp easily. (laughs) Right. You know, part of Jesus' message to my reading is taking the, you know, traditional power structures of the world and turning them literally upside down on their head. So if you, you know, picture like the king, like a pyramid, the king's at the top, and then the second most important people are under him, and then the third most, and then all the rest of us are down at the bottom, Jesus turns the whole thing upside down and says things like, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. What on earth does that mean? It means that when we recognize that God is what matters here, none of that hierarchy matters at all. Everything gets wiped away, and I, I truly love that about it and i agree um to my ear about the beatitudes that that they really are getting at that are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice then register for psychedelic harm reduction and integration a professional training offered by psychologist elizabeth nielsen and ingmar gorman at the omega institute in rhinebeck new york may 24 through 26 Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. And the cool thing about Jesus is he didn't just say it, then he went and demonstrated it. Oh, he absolutely modeled it. He lived it. He didn't say, look at me. Right. And we need that. We need that because we need a sort of a visual, right? We yeah. need to see that this man whose, you know, teachings completely altered the course of human history. 
never did more than wear, you know, some dusty robes and sandals. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, there, I mean, he, in everything that he did, he modeled that humility. And would and say it, things after a miraculous healing, your faith has made you well, yeah. not I made you well. Right. Your yep. faith has made you well. And he would also say, don't tell anyone what you've seen. So he wasn't trying to be a show off. Right. Wasn't self-aggrandizing. I want to read the long yeah. form of the 12th tradition too, because, yeah. you know, I don't normally encounter it. Uh, it's a short form that I'm used to hearing, but I really feel like it brings some important, uh, shed some light on all this. So here's the long form of the 12th tradition. It reads, and finally, we of Alcoholics Anonymous believe that the principle of anonymity has an immense spiritual significance. It reminds us that we are to place principles before personalities, that we are actually to practice a genuine humility, this to the end that our great blessings may never spoil us, that we shall forever live in thankful contemplation of him who presides over us all, so of our higher power. And I, yeah. I'm realizing now, and I think this is important, so I hope we can talk about it, that in the modern age, in the digital age, I mean, this stuff was written in the 30s. They're right. talking about don't go on the radio or a newspaper yeah. or a film. Oh, my gosh, look at what we have now yeah. in, our, in our pockets, you know, access to all world uh, information. And so yeah. ad adopting this or interpreting it in the digital age, I think, can be very challenging because yes. you and me right now are on a podcast that anyone on the planet could listen to. And yep. we're saying we're members of AA. Didn't it say yeah. don't do that? Yeah. So what is going on? Now, right. you and I clearly are not doing it without much consideration and thought and right. prayer and understanding that we're not running around saying we're AA. No. That's the problem. I think sharing it in a form like this, and I totally get that some people may disagree. I, I you know, mm -hmm. that, that's fine too. But yeah. in the modern digital age, to be able to tell the truth about our own experiences through this and to say, you know what, for me, this program has been super helpful. Let me talk in some detail about exactly how it's been super helpful. I don't think we're self-aggrandizing. I don't think that no. we are representing the ourselves as leaders of the program no, no, or no, 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 so no. I, I like to think that we're balancing the the core principle of anonymity with the realities of a digital age when so many of us not just you and I but so many of us really need the kind of healing group cohesion that is available in a in an addiction recovery program no matter what the addiction is right we acknowledge that could be substance could be um, behavior or what i've heard called process addiction just the, you know the fact that what got me in the door happened to be alcohol is you know that's just my particular path right there's, there's a lot more to it than just that what do you think yeah i mean you bring up a really good point because the little paragraph that we read at the beginning definitely said i suppress the urge to cry out to the world i am a member of aa so you know here we are telling folks in a public sort of forum that we, you know, and I am open from the pulpit about being in recovery. Me too. Um, I don't know that I'm crying out to the world. You know what I'm saying? That sort of implies a grandiosity about it. 
Right. And so I don't think that I'm doing that. Um, I share it because it's a huge piece of my spiritual journey. It's a huge piece of who I am. And because so many people that come to unity are also in recovery. And because yeah. I want people to see that you can get sober and end up 20 some years later becoming a minister or becoming whatever, you know, it's, it's to show people the possibilities, you know, because some people, you know how it is. I mean, even though we try to disabuse people of this idea all the time, some people hold ministers up on a pedestal, right? That will always be the case. Yes. Yeah. And so I want people to see that, you know, that I'm human, that I have these things that I've gone through, just like, I want them to be able to relate to me. It's really important. And people have told me that that's a big part of my appeal to a lot of folks is that I'm relatable, that I'm authentic, that I'm honest about these things. And so, I mean, it's, it's a choice, you know, it's a well thought out choice. It's a choice that you and I have both made to be open about our um, participation in 12-step program. And we've decided that the benefits of it outweigh whatever negatives there might be. That's a really you know? good way to look at it. Cause I, I think that given the reality of the digital age, you, you have to arrive at such a place. I yeah. mean, you either never say anything anywhere that could be transmitted through this, you know, electronic web that connects all of us now, or you find a way to stay in um, integrity with the principles mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. pretending that, what you know, what, me, alcoholic? What are you talking about? I have no idea what you mean. That's disingenuous for me to take that position. I really, right. just like you, I need to be able to share this in sacred confidence in a church community, even though, yes, it is live streamed on Facebook, but come on, as if. How, how many billion of the 8 billion people on the planet, how many billion do you think are watching me on Sunday? Oh my like God. None, how many billion like zero? churches are live streaming <laughs> all at the same time? I know. So it, it kind of comes down to if, if one is not self-aggrandizing, if one's not saying, look at me, look at me, look what I did, look how great I am or, or whatever. Um, then we can do it in a way that is of service to others. And this is reminding me of a piece of advice I got early on that I found super helpful. And it is check your motive. Mm -hmm. I need to check my motive. Mm -hmm. Why am I saying, mm -hmm. am I saying this so that I can look good in front mm -hmm. of someone else? Am mm -hmm. I saying this because I need to tell the truth in order to be spiritually healthy? Then mm -hmm. I should yeah. say it. If I'm saying it because I want to you know, jockey for position or, or try and be, you know, imply that I'm somehow better than or whatever, then I probably shouldn't be saying it. I mean, I have, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why you and I both choose to say it, but I would say that one of them is to destigmatize it. So I'm an alcoholic, big deal, you know, right? And, and I'm a minister and I'm a mom and I'm a this and a that and whatever, you know, because people need examples of that they need to see that you know it's not 
alcoholism or any kind of addiction does not discriminate. It could be anybody. Anybody can have these issues. And so, and it's yeah. not a big deal. And it's not something to be ashamed of. And it's not something to hide. And um, that's another know. side of the digital age. Because like, you know, we have a Facebook group for our podcast. And lately, I've been trying to post something inspirational yeah. each day. And a lot of what I run into that really speaks to me is some super famous person standing up and saying, you know, sobriety has done this for me, or yeah. I've been sober this long, or just something about how my life is so much better. And it's somebody that we all know. These are mm -hmm, literally stars, mm -hmm, movie mm -hmm. stars, rock yeah. stars, or or whatever. And so I find great inspiration in that. So, you know, the only reason I know that is because we live in a digital age. I wouldn't right. know that right. in the 1700s. Oh, my know, God. There's so much sharing now person, that people never other. would have done. So I think that there, if, if we are in, in, in integrity with the principles there are very significant benefits to being willing to say, hey, here's here's some reality about my journey, my mm -hmm. struggles in life, and some of my victories that I have found through this spiritual way of living. We're, we're in a sense, carrying the message. Yeah. As long as we're not making it about ourselves. And yeah, right. we do. I think everyone, including us, we always need to be checking in and yeah, saying, have I crossed the line? Am I still in integrity? Uh, is my motive still in alignment with the principles? But we should shift gears now into what we like to call recovery in a nutshell, where we uh, undertake the impossible task of summarizing or at least calling out uh, if we had the elevator pitch version. And our example today is if someone came to you, Reverend Michelle, and said, you know, give me the short version. How is anonymity a spiritual principle. I thought it just meant don't tell anyone that I'm here. What yeah, well, um, it's up to somebody whether they want to tell anyone that they were there or not. The more important thing is you don't tell anyone who else you saw there because that's for them to decide, you know. And we talked about at the beginning how important that is for creating the safety that allows that allowed all of us to take that first step to walk into the rooms in the first place. So absolutely crucial. And then the other piece that we talked a lot about was humility, you know, that um you know, a, a huge piece of spiritual development and evolution is trying to disentangle ourselves from the ego, you know, and the ego is not bad. It ha has its place, but um, it tries to run amok, you know, and so we have to constantly be trying to separate ourselves out from what is my true self and what is my ego self and allowing the ego self to be in its rightful place and the true self or the higher self to have more of the um to be leading the way really as much as possible in all things yeah and so like that's that. that's a big part of what this is about is just humility you know um this you know when we go into a 12-step room or meeting it's not about who we are on the outside it's about what we've all come together to do yeah. it's about the common thing that has united all of us and so i think that that's really um that to me is it in a nutshell yeah and as I consider it, I think my first response, well, it is that. It is about, I don't tell anyone you were here, you don't tell anyone. That's true. That is part of it. But it goes much, much deeper than that. Yeah. And it's it's not a, it's about not making everything about me. 
which my fearful evil <laughs> mind is very, very good at. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's about, for me today, I would say it's about getting out of my own way, you yep. know, and letting God be God in me, to paraphrase mm -hmm. Meister Eckhart. And a lot of the stuff is, you know, baffling and mysterious and not yes. always immediately apparent. That's one reason that I know that a uh, principle is powerful is if it has depth like this one does. Yeah. So the advice that I've been given so many times that I've found so helpful, keep coming back. Yep. That has helped me to sort of unfold all the various meanings around anonymity. Absolutely. Well, our affirmation for you today goes like this. The tradition of anonymity reminds me to be humble and to always place principles before personalities. And once again, the tradition of anonymity reminds me to be humble and always place principles before personalities. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we are grateful. We hope that you have found something in all of our sharing today that you find helpful in your own path. We bless you wherever you are in your recovery journey. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page. That's at patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. We are so glad that you joined us today, and we hope you'll join us again. And until then, don't drink like my co-host. And please, whatever you do, I've heard the stories, don't drink like my co-host. <laughs> Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation Podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.